Welcome to Office 365 Distill. A podcast about Office 365 single night. Hey, Maren, how are we doing? Hello, hello, hello. Good, all the lights are working, everything's being recorded, that's neat. It's a Monday night, it's been a long day for me, I don't know about you. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yes. two hours in the car getting over here. Yes, because my car decided to uh, let me have the scenic route um, through the, all the, the, the little yeah, backsides back and villages. Backsides, and all the little backsides. All the little backsides <laughs> and all the little villages that Belgium has to offer, so yeah. Cool, mm-hmm. cool, cool. Listen, it's a special day today. One of our regular listeners, Catch Matt. Hey, Matt. Happy birthday, bro. Happy birthday, man. I know All that right. by the time you get to listen to this, it'll be way past, and I'm sure you're now... So, Merry Christmas, Matt. So Merry Christmas. <laughs> yes, that's true. Happy Eastern. <laughs> You'll be jogging along, listening to this podcast and going, what the fuck? They're talking my name. It's happy birthday. Yeah, cool, cool. So, yeah, that was Matt's birthday. And I suppose when we have so many listeners, it's somebody else's birthday too. Maybe, who knows? It's a numbers yeah. game. Oh, yeah. It's a numbers game. I actually forgot to take a look at the numbers for November. Oh. Uh, oh. oh, just the usual 15,000 for November. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> we oh. have got a good podcast for you, uh, mainly because we have no idea what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Uh, that's what we said a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. But we have some great whiskey stories to talk about. Yes. We're going to hear later on in the podcast from a guy called uh, James Wills, who is an expert of Killerman. Did I say that right? Killerman, yes. Killerman whiskey, a Scottish whiskey. One of our favorite Isla whiskeys. He's actually the son of the founder. Was he really? He is the son of the founder of Kilhoman Whiskey. I did not whiskey. know that. That yes. was really cool. So yeah. it's one of the youngest distilleries. I was reading earlier, the, yeah. the whiskey we're going to taste today is something called Makia Bay. Um, and it actually, in 2016, won the uh, Whiskey of the Year Award at the International Whiskey Festivals. And uh, it was a gold medal in the 2012, I think, uh, yeah, one. So, could be. And yeah. I was actually at Makia Bay uh in june and it is it's astoundingly beautiful what i find really interesting about this and, and i know james is going to mention it on on the uh interview that uh, i did with him uh over the weekend is that it's a mix of bourbon completed uh whiskies finished whiskies and uh, sherry finished mm-hmm. whiskey which is an unusual way of doing it and it worked Why? for me well, mixing them together afterwards so you can get the right balance. Oh, okay. As opposed to, well, that's what he said. It was oh, 50, yeah, because 50. normally you just leave them in bourbon and then just do a finish. finish on, oh, yeah. Which yeah. makes them very okay. sweet, and I really yeah, sure. like them when yeah. they're done that way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, okay. so that's no. the whiskey. Yeah, well, before we get to that, we have to do our Office 365 work as well, of course. We have to yeah, we do. do our due diligence before we can... Get to the fun bit. Yeah, of course, yeah. Or not. Well... Oh, we could yeah. just drink the whiskey now. Yeah, but that's that's what people say, that we need to drink the whiskey before we do the technology part. We, we have an interesting mix of listeners. We get some listeners that like to get to the whiskey part quickly. And I also know at least of two people that openly admit that when we get to the whiskey tasting, they turn off the podcast. Oh, yeah. I, can, I get that. Because yeah. it's a sin. It's a sin <laughs> listening to two innocent men drinking whiskey on the end of a podcast. And they don't want to be part of that sin. 
I know, that's crap, isn't it? But it's funny. Look, you can't even stop laughing. Oh, well. So we're back in Europe. Yes, oh, well. the last time yes. you heard of us was uh, we were at Ignite, of course. Yep. Well, just for a few days because I need to fly again on Friday. So I'm, you off I'm to flying to SharePoint Saturday, Oslo. Oslo, very yeah. nice. Which would be the last trip of the year. I promise. I really promise. <laughs> Promising yourself. Of the year. Yeah. Oh, well. Oslo. What yeah. are you speaking on? Uh, oh, yeah. The latest on Teams. Yeah. The latest on Teams. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And is this going to be your last version of this presentation? It's about time. No. You've done a lot of stuff, haven't you? Have you got that on again? No. Well, that's that's the beauty of this of this session is that every week or every two weeks, something new comes <laughs> along. So I can just <laughs> keep on revamping that. But that also means that I need to stay on top of all the, the new stuff that is coming out for Teams. Here's a hint. As a consultant, you need to do that anyway. Hey, I know. I know. Yeah. But now I really need to talk about it and present it. And so I really need to know what is what. And actually, funny story. I, um, so I was at a customer today. Um, <laughs> You're right. That was funny. <laughs> you wanker. <laughs> How many British of you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. You as a customer today? Yeah, 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 yeah. And and um, so um, it's it's only a short uh, project. So I'm there just a few days until the end of the year. Um, and and I was uh, so we we record a few days that I had to be in there. And one of the things I did, of course, was uh, they gave me uh, an Office 365 account with uh, Outlook. I put in the calendar all my dates uh, that I was going to be there when I was not going to be there. And then one of the uh, architects asked me, did you also put it in uh, shifts in Teams? I said, no. Okay, you have to do that. Okay, but I don't see a shift in there. I don't see a team in there. I, I, To be honest, I never really worked with shifts. So I said to him, you need to add me to a team. So he added me as a member to the team. So then I could see all the shifts and I could see my own slot there as well. But I couldn't fill it in. What gives? Oh, of course, because I have to be an owner of the shift in order to fill it out, because otherwise I can only swap shifts because the owner or the production line manager, whatever, needs to give shifts. And what I can do as a measly blue collar worker is just say, oh, this one will not fit for me. I need to swap it around. So, of course, I needed to be an owner to in order to change that up. But... It was a it was a pretty fun experience actually. And without any disregard to the end user, of course, you know the help desk are going just go and put your shift in without really thinking about the uh, yeah. authentication mm-hmm. and access. And well, the architect never really worked with shifts either, but it's just something that he knew you needed to do. Yeah, well, he thought it was it was gonna be well. Everyone did it. Everyone from the service desk did it, so they knew who had the early shift, who had the the the, the late shift, stuff like that. Cool. Um, and that really worked, um, except that everyone needs to be an owner if they want to fill out their own shifts. Something to remember. Yes. So you weren't a consultant today then at all. You were a shift worker. Oh, uh, I, I was. I'm an office five shift worker. I was planned as a shift worker, but I did some really fun stuff with um, the uh, calculated, uh, not calculated columns, the formatting of the columns. JSON columns. Yeah, yeah. So that's also a topic I've been talking a lot about uh, the last two years. And uh, yeah, this was actually my, the third project where I really had to 
start using it and it was it was kind of a funny thing so i had a column and if there was nothing in it it had to be red is it if, it, if the value was zero it had to be yellow and if the value was positive it had to be green wow. uh-huh okay <laughs> so greater than two equals green no, 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 no. Funny, if, if I'm it, not going to go yeah, in there because no, I already sat staring at this yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. I was setting it's up okay. some custom lists and some custom discussion threads today, and I came across the box that says, "Hey, you can cut and paste your JSON code in here." And I'm going, "Yeah, Dimitri, what does this mean?" <laughs> uh, you know me in code. I just yeah, don't. Yeah. Uh, I don't gotcha. get on with it. Which well, is normally fine. I also just copy paste it from GitHub. Thank you, Luis, for mentioning that on Twitter, by the way. Uh, but uh, this time, I really had to write it uh, my own. But thankfully, it's not that overly complicated. If you start from an example, you can just work your way around. So thank God it was. it's not that super difficult. Good. So you're now not only a shift worker and a consultant, but you've also been a coder today. Yes, I've been a developer. You've yeah. been a dev boy. A dev boy. Yeah. Very, very cool. Very cool. But that actually brings us on to uh, something we were talking about earlier, really, where we were talking about... Oh, chocolate. Oh, no, chocolate. no, no. We no, talked yeah. about chocolate mm-hmm. earlier. And uh, and we had talked about this wonderful whiskey earlier, the, the nose on this whiskey. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just delicious. We shouldn't have took the lid off it. Normally, we take the lid off later. Now I've got the empty glass staring at me. I know, I know. But the problem <laughs> is that this was... Earthy. Normally, what we do is we pull the, the cork out and it gives that nice pop sound. I was practicing... Yeah. So when you unscrew the top, we could yeah. have gone... Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't yeah. matter. Oh, but well. we were talking about how, not sort of complex, but how deep kind of Office 365 have got in terms of governance. We started this podcast a year ago, over a year ago now. We're in our second year of podcasting oh, on this boy. subject. Yeah, 24 episodes. Yep. And we talked about governance. But it was saying earlier that five years ago, if you was in Office 365, the only government... BPOS. Yeah, it wasn't quite nothing. <laughs> no, it was Office no, 365, well, just, no. but BPOS was close. Yeah, yeah. But, or even just SharePoint. Yeah. The, the only thing yeah. that you would think about when it came to government governance was SharePoint. How I, Under what conditions I'm going to create the site. You know, how I'm going to yeah. manage my but that is But is that just because we are coming from a SharePoint site? Because we, we you, as you said, we also had Skype for Business. We've got Exchange running into the company. Does that mean there's not that much governance going on on Exchange? Personally, I've never done an Exchange project myself, but I think it's just like policies and stuff. And no, not there, really, are, there is governance really decisions governance. that are driven by policies. Yeah. So can I share my calendar with people outside the organization? Do I enable free busy or not? Do I? Oh, there's yeah. all those kinds okay. of things were yeah. there. But my again, signature, I think the stuff like that. Signature, yeah, I suppose that yeah. would be a governance issue uh, or not a governance issue, but a governance item. But, yeah. but now there's just more decisions than you really, really know what to do with. I would, in the old days, I would say, you know, I need to do a governance document, well thought through, talk to the business, mm-hmm. eh, you know, five or six days maybe. But you've got to be talking about minimum of kind of 20, 25 days. Get the data, all the different issues that need yeah. to be done, yeah. all the different applications that need to be done, the different layers of applications. Yeah. True. So if you do Teams governance, you've got yeah. to get it on the Office When you want to do Teams, when do you want to do SharePoint. 
So you got your whole search, you got your knowledge management coming up in Project Cortex. Where, where is it going to end? It's Neither of us obviously know. No. <laughs> no. It's not going to stop. No. So, so if you were looking for this podcast for answers, sorry, this is yeah. not it. This is a no-answer podcast. No. Go and find out yourself. But we will be happy to drink a dram while we ponder over it. While we ponder over it. Can I drink it now then? No, oh. you can't. No, just not yet. So, um, I thought it might be fun just to sort of try and hit some of the highlights of governance that we expect in the next six to nine months to be having to deal with as they either mm-hmm. get rolled out or added. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those moments where Moraine is now staring at the ceiling thinking, this is a damn good thing to talk about, but why did we not mention it earlier so I could think about some of these things first? Yeah, so like now now Steve is going to ask me a proper question and I will have no clue how to answer that one. That's okay, we oh, get well. there. We, That's we okay, get there. that's all good. So if we take the basic stuff, the stuff that we do today. So under what conditions I will enable self-service site creation? Yes. If I'm going to do self-service site creation with the Microsoft look and feel or whether I'm going to do a workflow, do I need to have it approved? Yeah. Um, So the basic stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, But also with Power Apps and Flow, for example, now people can buy their own Power App and Flow license if they want. Let's not go there. The really, really cool thing is we can turn that off. Yes. Um, Thank you, Microsoft, for uh, switching gears and actually putting that in before you actually (laughs) enable that. So obvious. Of course. Did had we talked? Have we talked about that one before on the podcast? Or was that uh, yeah, just us? a little bit. Yeah, I, I can't remember where it, where it came out, but I know when that that first came out, I wrote to my uh, architects and a few of the people and the security, and went, "Guys, look, Microsoft have issued this. First of all, it's a kind of surprise to nearly everybody. Secondly, yeah. except for you." MVPs, of course. I'm sure you had advanced notification. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> anyway, and uh, I says, this smells like a Microsoft dipping the toe in the water here to find yeah. out what the people's reaction is going to be. Yeah. I says, and I expect there to be a button that will allow you to turn it off. Yeah. And sure enough, four to five days later, uh, they yeah. they said they, they didn't even talk about it. They were rolling it out originally. I think it was going to be US first and Europe later. Yeah, so something like that. Yeah. But yeah, sure enough, there's now a button where you can just stop them and turn it off good so yeah that came in quite quickly yeah. but yeah so all of those kinds of decisions yep. on top of that content types all right terms content and types will, will okay. they become more important again with uh, the whole project cortex uh yes they will no that was one of the really nice things coming yep. out of ignite for me but just in terms of where we have to go now we have to work out what we're going to do with them Yep. We have to work out whether we're going to have one content type for the organization with a good taxonomy mm-hmm. or multiple mm-hmm. content types yep. with only one yep. taxonomy yep. or multiple content types with multiple taxonomies. Yeah. So I guess that's kind of where we are today. If we jump in to where we are with teams today, we've got obviously the site creation stuff to deal with, but then we also have to do things like sharing, no sharing that we didn't have to worry about yep. five years ago. Yes, exactly. What level of sharing? Yes. yes. What the default link is going to be for your yep. OneDrive uh, sharing? If you want to share a link, whether it's going to be yep. only within the organization, outside the organization, uh, whether it's going to be different for SharePoint or not. I could go on and on and on. I know and on. you can. Yeah. I'm, and you're I'm, just letting yeah, yeah. me. So which yeah, ones, yeah. which ones have I forgot then, Moraine? 
All the other ones. All the other ones. All the other ones. <laughs> Absolutely, the other ones. And what strikes me is it's not going to get any easier. It's not. Of course not. Because we've got new we've got stuff coming labels coming up. We've got uh, retention labels, policy labels. Um, what else do we have? Oh, we loads, have so much, loads of stuff. But I'll tell you what: we will not have to worry about anymore. What will we not have to worry about anymore? Delve oh, blocks. Let me ask you. Uh, okay, Moraine, yeah. tell me what will we not have to worry about anymore? Delve blocks. Delph blogs. Now that's true. <laughs> I don't think anyone in the world was writing any blogs on Delph, but if you were, they go. Yeah, they're going. Yeah. Well, it's usually a sign that nobody was using them. When Microsoft nah, tend true. to deprivate yeah. some, de- depreciate something now, it's yeah. because they're not being used. Mm-hmm. But then again, there were all kinds of talks like, oh. So does that now mean that Delve is going away? Delve because it has already we've, gone got, away. we've got the new Project Cortex coming up, which is using the same graph or, or even more graphs. So does that mean that we have Project Cortex now coming up and Delve will be going away? But to be honest, I, have no, I, I don't know anyone at my customers who's actually looking at Delve anymore. Uh, everybody is. Because yeah, but not, not, in the, not in the Delve application. Uh, not all really. they've done is they've got rid of the button. So now you what go to button? my profile and oh, I'm that suddenly button. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, Delve. Yeah. Sure, yeah, so yeah. So the Delve button but, itself has gone, but as soon as you go to my profile, there it is. Yeah. So we'll... You so do you, think, do you think that in 12 months' time, Delve might be deprecated? No. The word might the be. The app, the app. I mean, yeah, if you open up the app from the app launcher, it yeah. will not be there it's anymore. It's exactly maybe. the same page as my profile. It's true. Absolutely, yeah. So, so I'm I'm really hoping that Microsoft will come up with a decent my co- profile thing, just called, like my, link, my, my LinkedIn profile. It'll be called my profile. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping for that. Nobody is there. Why are we not talking about really. the same thing? So, it's okay, really, then, isn't really the question there. then? What is missing from my profile that you would want in there? A nice profile page. Oh, is that all? Yeah. You just want your ego all over the customers of that you work course. with. Of <laughs> course. And I want badges. I want a custom badge. Badges would be good. Like I a have champion to say. badge. Yes. Yeah, I was like in uh, one of my town hall meetings today and um, uh, one of the things that they people had kind of said as part of their review, as part of their feedback, they'd mm-hmm. done one of these kind of, hey, how are you feeling kind of things. Was, oh, no, okay. Well, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's I think it's important inclusive. to get that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but one of the things that people was basically saying was they weren't getting enough feeling of of response, positive responses and graphic gratification and oh, yeah. feeling okay. good factors. Yeah, so yeah. one of the items on the strategy for the coming year was make the staff feel better by telling them how wonderful they are. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of those badges, I think, is, is yeah. it is actually pretty okay. cool. Yeah. But uh, Have you tried uh, playing around with praise in Teams yet? Yes, I think. I w- oh, in Teams? No, I haven't. Yeah. So there's a really nifty uh, add-on free. You can just next, next, in, I set it up. And no, then no, you no. Can I, actually don't, I don't have anything called of click, click, next, next, yeah, next, yeah, done. Okay. Remember, I yeah, have yeah, yeah. click, click, security, security, governance, <laughs> governance, governance, <laughs> compliance, <laughs> compliance, compliance, regulation, regulations, next, next, back to security, security board, go. Uh-huh. 
I get it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now there's this thing called praise where you can actually say, look, this person did a really awesome job. And then you can post it in a channel saying with a really nice looking UI, like this person did a hell of a job for this and this and this. And is there any governance around that? So you can decide whether one is over not, another? Not really. Or, so not it's just really. it's just a message then with a few nice words and pictures. Yeah, it's just... I'm not the, dissing it. No, Don't no, no. It's a, just a nice looking uh, user interface that really pops out a little bit more than just a normal conversation or announcement. All right. That's all. Cool. So, anyway. But that's, that might be a solution for your gratification. It might be. Thing. The first thing you have to do is to roll out Teams. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that's just a minor thing. Just but a now, minor now you've thing. got leverage. You say, look, everyone's gratification. We've got this thing. But now, first, we need to roll out Teams. Yes. Huh. We're at that uh, interesting stage where we're, we're kind of doing the, the agile quarterly planning for the next mm -hmm. quarter. Um, we had a couple of things laid in there and now uh, because of uh, what Agile is really, really good at is setting priorities so that you don't you do yeah. you deliver what your resources can deliver, which basically means my SharePoint to SharePoint migration went off into Q2 next year. Uh, okay. Oh, okay, that was interesting. But what do I do in Q1? Well, yeah, yeah you're right. And uh, okay, so my team's kind of is going further and further away. So we'll see where that goes, but uh, mm -hmm. it's kind of... Uh, so like, does that mean that the organization doesn't really see the, the value of teams or that they just don't want to bother with the whole change? No, or? no, no. They have to do that. They're very, they're very change-focused, so uh, that makes sense. That's not a problem at all. Um, but it is a big change. I mean, we're going from 2013 straight into SPO, so that's six years of oh, yeah. SharePoint changes to implement. Yeah. 2013 Office mm -hmm. Desktop into 20, 365. Yeah. Um, well, actually, and, uh, the, the project, the project that I was... based. Let me finish. Yeah. Up. So it's very governance-based. So consequently, there's a lot of regulatory and, and legal stuff around it. So it does take time, and that, and I need a huge amount of patience, but we're getting there. So I'm sorry, you were saying... Oh, well, the project that I'm actually, that I was doing today was yeah, also yeah. a SharePoint 2010 to SharePoint Online migration. Oh, you can go it was so mine. funny to Nine see the years. central administration in, in SP 2010. It's like, ooh, it brings back <laughs> so many memories. Ah, oh, yeah. well. And uh, you're doing this every. This is a t over till Christmas project. Oh yeah, yeah. This is like uh, ten or eleven days, something Intense. like that. Just a few uh, site collections, uh, but they have a few um, applications that they click through very poorly. I might add. So, if you would let, let's just jump on this just very briefly. Um, so, if you would have a list of. Uh, ships what would be your primary key if you want to have the, the so you've got the ship's name you've got uh how much how much tonnage they can haul uh what brand it is That's whatever easy. something like you that. always have to put these ships in the priority of how many toilets they have in them it's crucial apparently i just heard something that russia was giving back um, uh, vessels that they captured and they tore out all the toilets. So I was like, what? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> oh, that was coincidence. We hadn't spoke about that. No, no. <laughs> so that was very weird. But anyway, so they made a list with uh, about 30 columns about ships 
And guess what the primary column was? How many toilets there are in there? No. No? Okay. What, what would you choose? I would think tonnage or name. Yeah, the name or, or the, I don't know, license plate or something. That, I guess the some, registration yeah, something. yeah, yeah. No, the building year. Oh, Yes. Silence. <laughs> yes, that was my that's idea as like, well. Like, that's a bit like going... Americans. Oh, yeah, I have a Mustang. 1947, 1959, yeah. you know? As if there's that, a big that was, difference. But. Yeah, that was, a very, that was very weird. So now I'm doing a share gate migration. So now I was looking at the mappings. Like, okay, can I actually map that to somebody else? But the problem is that list is being used by seven other lists that are using that as a lookup. Oh Stop yes. Like, no, I don't really want to bother with all that. So nice. You need to move all seven lists at the same time. Yeah, but no. <laughs> I'm, I just, I'm just not gonna bother. I think because it's, it, it will be too much, and the, the, the vessel list is quite fixed. It's not so many changes around that. So, I, I think this, this whole migration moving stuff is, is m- way more interesting than it used to be. I know that. Uh, I've been saying just recently that I want to get into actually managing a, a 365 farm for a while, you know, because mm-hmm. I know you, ha- you have that great client of yours where you actually deliver the service on a yeah. day-to-day basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my for, for the last two or three two years... Two years now. Yeah, I've for the last for three years. or four or five or six or seven years, I've been doing lots and lots of migrations. Mm-hmm. And you kind of go, oh, there's another migration. But of course, once you get into it, it's suddenly... Wow, what you know? It's odd. Why did they? You know, uh-huh. this. What? You sure? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, I mean, the tools have got easier and all those kinds of things. But the kind of decisions yeah. around this content is is very strange. In that um, we're doing a lot of file share migrations into the SharePoint environment, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, there's a lot of heads popping up. Tactical tools. Tactical tools. Oh. And and, and things like. My links don't work anymore. Yeah. You know, and my macro, how do I make a call to HTTP instead of, you know, server name Whatever, forward yeah. slash forward slash? And you, you kind of forget these things until the, the head suddenly rose uh-huh. up again. And then, of course, nobody wants to own them, you know? Oh, no. Oh, no, that's business tactical tools thing. Oh, and it's, yeah, it's great fun. It's great fun. But you kind of yeah. forget that to somebody that's run this bolts. spreadsheet. Yeah for five years or four years or whatever. Yeah. It's a really important thing that that link is not going to work anymore. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that yeah. list and I that was working with, there's 30 people working with that list day in, day out. Yep. And the macros. No, 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 Johnny B wrote that macro and, and now he's gone off to Hong Kong to our shipping department. So uh, it, it's just not around anymore. How do I fix this macro? And you go... Yeah, I kind of understand the problem. But <laughs> yes. so, uh, that's it. No migration. Uh, just cancel those Office 365 licenses because Johnny B's gone to Hong Kong. Yeah. And uh, done. Solved. It, it, yeah. It is. It. It. I'm not. I'm not dissing any of this. No. I'm not. But there's no answer to the question, is there? Yeah. And uh, and of course, this is business value. That's why we exist. Of, That's of why course. we're going to Office yeah. 365. And you kind of say it will get better in the end. And it's. Uh, it's been an interesting thought process these last couple of weeks looking at some of those oh, things yeah. and uh, you know and here we are talking about the governance things we need to consider in the next six to nine months so we, we, we going back on this subject uh, I think it's quite interesting you kind of look back at all of these governance things mm-hmm. and of course from a consultant perspective or a technical perspective 
you go, yeah, well, I know what we need to do, and I need to. I've got my slides that I stole from the Microsoft adoption team, and I got yeah. all the questions <laughs> and all the kinds of stuff, and so I need to translate those into my current scenario, and mm-hmm. I work all of this out. And hello, there's a new question I've never had to ask before, so now I have to go and work out what yep. effects that's going to have on there, and all that kind of stuff. So you sort of pull all of this stuff together, and you get it all approved, and you do that stuff. And then all of a sudden, things like Project Cortex comes along, or Search comes along, yeah. And you suddenly or start Teams, to, like two years ago. Yeah, yeah, Teams. Yeah, oh, we had governance yes all no. figured out. Oh no, here comes Teams. So, well, let's back to the one, drawing board. Let's take one issue: the subjects that you hated because you had to answer so many questions on. But private channels. I don't hate private channels. I know. Well, you know what I mean. But the but they. I'm going to quote to the reason why there can be frustration here, which is how many people you need to talk to just to solve the governance around private channels. True. First of all, does the business need them? Yes or no. Mm-hmm. You know, if if they need a private channel, will an extra team do? Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. therefore, I don't need to think about the private channels. Mm-hmm. Um, Active Directory. Naming conventions. So I've got to go and talk to the AD group because of this or the other. Is my private channel going to create a new AD group? Yes or not? Do I need that AD group to be in a different naming convention to everything else? Do I actually want to allow anybody to create a private channel or only certain people to create a private mm-hmm. channel? If it's private, is it holding any confidential, sensitive, secret data? What's the reason for it to be private? Yeah, in an environment where we're trying to open all this stuff up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just one aspect of things. And at least four of those things I've just mentioned is about talking to somebody else, either another yeah. peer team in the IT department because there's an implication on what we're doing there or the business themselves to try and understand where we're at. And all of those new governance things coming around the corner, like search, like labels, like the file plan that we've just come from, they all require a large amount of talking to the business. Yes. And there's because one they need to be set up by the business Correct. or defined by the business. And there's one problem with that. They don't fucking care. And they're all busy doing whatever else they need to yeah. do. And so the fact that we are so bad at leading the way when it comes to some of these projects... This is why. Funny story. Go we, on. We've just migrated. So my my boss is a very, very uh, uh, out of the box. Thing. My boss, 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 the tribe lead. And so he said, I've been thinking about uh, doing this migration, the OneDrive migration. And I'm going, yeah, because uh, we, we got a slight complications of trying to do blob store, private blob stores and public blob stores and a lot mm-hmm, of the tools. Mm-hmm. He said, why don't we just do it like selling pyramid vitamin tablets? Sorry, I don't understand. Look, I want you to take five people and show each one how to migrate their content safely from their file share into their new OneDrive. Yeah. But if they want to do this, they have to also agree to do five people. <laughs> and they also that is cool that they right have people. to agree to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you want the latest technology and to share with people, and then yeah, okay, right. Look, I need to spend an hour with you, and then you oh, need to spend nice. five hours with yeah. you. So that was the plan. That's a whole Ponzi scheme yep. kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Oh, and nice. I, I love it. And so I we love start, that. I started yeah. setting it all up, the documentation, because I I don't believe in doing manual migrations without 
checked because I've been, I've moved oh, yeah. so many file structures across in one go. Users go drag and drop, yeah. and then Control three A, months later Control they open C, a folder Control and v. find it empty yeah. because it's timed out and stuff. So I set it all up. So look, do it in small quantities. Do it much. Right click on one window. Right click on the other. Make sure the number of files are the same. Go yeah. on and move on. So I put all that together, and and that all kind of worked out reasonably well. Um, and uh, and I said, you know, this might be more popular than you think because he kind of suggested it as an idea. So our current process is that we create a folder yeah. for the users on their Y drive and we say, look, move any folder structures in there that you want and then we're going to migrate everything out of that folder into, into yeah. your mm -hmm. OneDrive. Okay. So I was uh, in a meeting uh, uh, this morning and also somebody said, hey, we did the first migration. I went, yeah, brilliant, yeah. Except that only one person put any files into their folder. Okay, did we tell them they yeah. needed to put the files into the folder? Yeah, we told them all, but they just hadn't had time. Oh, yeah. They hadn't got round to it. So yeah. we sorted out the blob store, we sorted out the private files, we, all the hours spent doing it. Yeah. And the first batch of people that went over, there was a large percentage of them that had put no files into the folder. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, you it's know, yeah, yeah, sitting down with a coffee, talking to them about OneDrive, what it can do, moving these files across, talking while that little green lever is moving along there going, yeah, I'm really looking forward to working in office and what it can do, just made so much sense all of a sudden. Yeah. And there was no license costs. And there was not three weeks of people trying to work out how to get these scripts to run that would make this particular migration tool work. So would, would, work. That, would that be a Ponzi methodology to fit our baseline governance need? Ooh. Look, we've already been going on now for nearly 35 minutes. We, we, we can't start on that one. No, <laughs> no, no. Okay. But okay. but it, it is interesting, and we also was uh, looking at some uh, change managers, and mm -hmm. some of the, the so we had. Uh, it doesn't matter, but we had somebody in that was basically talking about change, mm -hmm. and about the percentages of change that you actually kind of need to be successful, mm -hmm. and the, the number's quite low. So you okay. know, if you take ten thousand people and you get you you train ten and they train ten and they train ten, you know, before you know it, you've got kind of 15% of the company done. Yeah. And, once you and it get... only grows so much faster. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I, I realize there's a Ponzi scheme, as you keep calling it. Obviously, you get more and more people, but yeah, it yeah. eventually dies out. You normally can't go down more than three layers. Then you just got to start off with a new top end. But Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, well, oh, I mean, okay. if, if you lose control of it, yes. Yeah? I do five. Yeah, yeah. Five do five. Five yeah. do five. You can't then... follow it up. No, you, no, can't you can't follow up that they do their five. Okay, and I don't know whether you you want to. The whole nah. point of this is it's supposed to be personalized. It's, it's and everything supposed else. to be fun and yeah, yeah. I get so that. unless of course you you have a ticket control where the the person that does more. Well, if they do gets five more badges, yeah, then they get a, a specific uh, Ponzi batch or whatever. Yeah, Ponzi yeah. batch. <laughs> I got five people migrated yeah. into. Uh, yeah, they, I joined a Ponzi yes, scheme. They get their Herbalife batch. Herbalife <laughs> tablets, a free pack of tablets. Yeah, but oh, but it, nice. I, I did a, a mini podcast, a micro podcast, some months ago, just talking about the value of of a lot of this migration and change stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of these migration tools, they're all very expensive. 
you know, the uh, the methodologics Except mover, the because the that's now free. Have a point. Except what? Except mover, because that's now free. Mover is now free, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Kind of. So if you can get all your file share moved into Google Drive, then you can use the free mover to actually move it to Office <laughs> Oh well, no, Open no, no. But actually, there's a, there's a free um, a free um, migration tool from Microsoft as well, which is actually pretty good. I've it's been now using moved into it. the admin center on the on the SharePoint site. And is so it? They've grouped them all together. So when you go to the admin center now, you okay. can see a big migration tab, and oh, it cool. and even does the migration from your desktop to all the files there to download and and fit them all out. So oh, yeah, it's kind nice. of. It's like a lot of stuff that we felt from Ignite. It's kind of come of age. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like a kind of bolt-on that they released last year. Yeah. You know, the usual beautiful agile process that Microsoft do very, very well. Hey, look, here's a toy to play with. It's only a toy. We know it's a toy. Well, they go, hey, wait for it. Wait for it. Yes, we've got a new migration tool. But you can hear this voice go, but it's only a toy. It's only really a toy. But give us a year. When we've worked out what people actually want to do with it, and we'll turn it into something magnificent. Mm-hmm. And they're getting to that stage with uh, so many things at the moment. True. That, that's the beautiful way of doing it. Yes. Because the, the tool you end up with is the tool you've always wanted. Because you're using user voice and everything else exactly. to actually tell them what functionality yeah. So it's need. going in the direction that that the people want yeah yeah and but i mean one of the talks i've got geared up for next year with a few of the sharepoint saturday stuff is about that in fact that was lester um you know actually the agile way forward the user Mm -hmm. voice storage yeah if you get your business to tell you what they need out of sharepoint out of teams out of all those other things that we're going to talk about out of search out of Project Cortex, and if they set up their business value and user stories, you are going to be a Office 365 rock star because you're going to be giving everything to the business that they need. Exactly. Awesome. Yes. Dot rocks. Check yeah. out the website, folks. <laughs> Dude, yeah, do that. I love the new website. Yeah, it's awesome. But uh, yeah, so I find it all quite interesting. Uh, there you go. So lots of governance in future. You are going to need to talk to the business to actually achieve that governance. Oh, no. Gone of the days. Oh, no. I know. Gone of the days where, as a consultant, I can write a governance document without understanding what the business needs. Mm. Search. Yeah, you're going to be able to import best bets. Best bet searches are back. All right, multiple ones Good. this time, though. Yep. Which basically means you can put in the keyword and you can point it to a particular URL and document. But unless you know what those documents are, so, hey, HR, how many documents and keywords have you got around retirement, around bonuses, around yeah. new employees? You know, IT, best practice documents about using... Manuals, whatever. Yeah. Help desk, how do yeah. I raise that ticket and get to... Mm-hmm. service now all that kind of stuff search is going to be so awesomely brilliant in terms of getting things found true but the business has to tell you where they all are and as always mm-hmm. and i get amazed when i think about this every single time because it's kind of hanging around in the background it's not going to be the same for anybody every business has their yep. own terms and users yep. and, and everything else that uh, that goes with it so Get ready for it, you consultants that are listening to this. You have got so much work to do 
to get ready for Project Cortex with those knowledge pages, True. those keywords and searches, those content types are now going to get more yep. and more important. Study up on holidays. We're going to get busy. Yeah, we're going to get busy. It's good. It is busy. Twenty twenty is going to be a busy year. Yeah, I think you're right. Good. I think you're right. Twenty twenty is definitely going to be a busy year. Can I taste this whiskey yet? I think so. I think we deserve it. Yeah. Actually, before we do that, um, we should really listen to our friend uh, James Wells, uh, the son of the son of the founder. Yeah. So you Kill really liked man. this whiskey, didn't you? This yeah. Killerman whiskey. Yeah. You yeah. Were, you saw it as you said last year. So Did yeah, you actually we, go to the distillery. Yeah, we or the farm as we the farm. Say. It it is actually the a farm based yes, distillery. Exactly, yeah. and it is is very funny because in Isla, it's a small island, and you've got so the the a few distilleries all locked together, <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah, whatever. No, and then you got this. Kilhoman, which is really on um, it's it's on the the big road when you're driving through Brookladi. There's a really tiny sand road that you can take where only only one car fits. So if you have a car coming at you at the opposite road, somebody needs to back up until you get to a point where you can cross. So you need to follow that little road for about 20 minutes and then you arrive at their farm which has a really nice driveway. It's a really small company as well. I think there's only... They're an artisan distillery. 12 yeah. or 15 people working there or something yeah, like that. Yeah, small team. I heard um, that too. But super friendly people, um, really good food as well. So we, we had a sandwich there before uh, we started the tour. Um, super friendly people. Um, it, yeah. Was this it, a favorite one you good. went to? It is definitely one of the favorite ones I went to. My favorite one for me was uh, Boonhaven. Oh, yes. Because you have such an amazing view there. Oh, okay. So it's countryside. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, Boonhaven is, is an amazing view. You see Jura. You see the, the strait between the two uh, islands. You see the mountains in the... In the All right. Oh, I get it. I get it. Beautiful. Guys, go to Scotland. Actually, yes. we may well go to Scotland next year. We're seriously thinking we about going do. to the... The Feist Isla. Isla, and uh, that turns looks like it turns into every distillery has their own day. Yeah, and the the yeah. Killerman Distillery were talking about the fact they give you rides around the farm on the back of the tractor, and yeah. you can go and turn over the malt yeah. on their malting yeah. floor. And because it and is very malt. important that they're a one farm uh, company as well, so they, yeah, they, yeah, they they do everything on Isla. They do they do buy in some malt and barley yeah. to to supplement yeah. it, but yeah. they do grow the basic yeah. one on their own. It gives you full control, doesn't it? True, yeah. yeah. Full organic uh, yeah. if you wanted to manage it. So that's cool. So that's And also important, to... no caramel coloring. Oh, no caramel coloring. <laughs> but we'll, we'll talk that about that on the yeah. next podcast. So let's no. just listen to James. James yeah. is going to tell us uh, about the uh, the whiskey we're going to drink, which is the, the Makir Bay. Bay. So let's just take a listen to James. Hi there. I'm uh, James Wills from, from Kilhoman Distillery. Um, so the Makir Bay is is um, our best-known whiskey. It's uh, a combination of bourbon and, and sherry maturation. Uh, Kilhoman is a, is a predominantly peaty style of whiskey from Isla, so, so everything we, we make is peaty to, to some degree. Um, the bourbon cast maturation, which this is mainly matured in, brings out the, the lighter side of the whiskey as well, which, which complements the, the smoke and the slightly salty influence of the, of the peat. 
and then the sherry adds a little bit of richness. So it, it's a it's very much a classic Isla style of whiskey, a classic Kilhoman style of whiskey. Um, you know, Isla being that it's it's smoky and it's got a bit of that seaside maritime influence and Kilhoman because that balances very much with the the sweetness and the the freshness of of our whiskey. Um, that's probably what we're we're best known for. So. I do have another question because you've been talking about the way that uh, you do the different tastes, and one of those that we tasted earlier was uh, in a, a sherry, in a sorry, a wine cask that you shaved out and then you burned and you put it back in there. Yeah. Is there some kind of brainstorming plan that anybody sits around a table and goes, "Hey, what are we going to do with the next barrel or batch of whiskey we bring out? Let's try putting it in a, a pink barrel with a, a, you know, we'll smoke it at the top and not at the bottom. Or, you know, is there a plan for all the different whiskies that you're going to be kind of working on in the next two or three years? Or is it a whim? Somebody goes, hey, let's try the next one and do this and that. I mean, it's, it's a combination of the two things, really. You know, um, we're always around tasting spirits. You know, you're in the industry, so you're tasting spirits, wines. Um, so you, you kind of, whenever you taste maybe a, a fortified wine or, or, yeah. or some sort of sort of wine, you particularly the sort of sweeter casks or, or you know, you, you happen upon a flavor where you think, well, that would work really well with Kilhoman, and then you just get in touch and say, can we buy some barrels? And then you buy the barrels, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Ah, how many failures do you have? Um, well, there are only failures in the short term because you can usually turn it around. So, right. you know, if you if you put something into a barrel and, it, and it's sort of going in what you perceive to be the wrong direction, you can transfer it into a different barrel and, and hopefully, not necessarily turn around, but add flares, flavors around the sort of direction that it's gone. So um, we do have the odd failure, but actually, you know, you, you're quite confident when you start filling these barrels. You may maybe do a small experimentations you know you can always just add a little bit of port if it's a port you can add a little bit of port to your yeah. classic style of whiskey and you'll you'll get a good idea for whether it'll work or not yeah brilliant so does that mean that there's always a line of specials in the uh, in the offering yeah um i mean we've done a the str cast which is a recent you know that the shaved toasted recharge yes. red wine cast that i refer to or you refer to um that is is a new one and we've we released that earlier this year. It's been very popular, um, but we've always got quite a few experimental cast types on the go. But that's true of pretty much all distilleries now. That everyone's throwing a whiskey into anything they can find. Yeah, yeah, just to test it. Well, thank you very much indeed. I enjoyed the tasting, and uh, we'll uh, we're going to look at this uh, Macchia Bay at the end of the podcast, and we'll uh, give you a tasting notes and uh, see how much we enjoyed it. Moren's busy tasting something else, but I'm sure we'll catch up with him later. Thank you very much. Bye bye from me. Cheers. Bye. All right. Cool. That was really excellent, actually. Yeah. And, I got and it was actually a really fun event as well. So we get to taste, uh, we had to taste the uh, Makir Bay, which we'll taste again uh, in two minutes. We also got um, a taste of the new snack. So I have a bottle snack. of... Snack. Snack. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I, I don't know. Snake. You tell me. Snack. Well, I'm I'm pretty horrible with these names anyway, but I'm I'm so happy that I I'm not lo- no longer calling it Kilkoman, but I'm calling <laughs> yeah. it Kilhoman because that's what we heard of so, the fans. Yeah, yeah um, and there was a few others that I really quite enjoyed. So yeah, the Sinaik for me is I I like it a little bit better because it has more sherry. I know you're not a sherry yeah, guy, yeah. so you don't like it. The new one is so dark, 
the it just looks so dark. We also tasted the special Belgium fatting. Oh yeah, that was an interesting concept. Where they had some bourbon, some sherry and some red wine. So they recharged red wine. We didn't really... Uh, I didn't no, I really did. like... I, I like yeah, that you one. Did? And the nine-year-old no. that they had as well. It was rather, rather Oh, the cool. nine-year-old so vintage from 2010. Yeah. That, was that was brilliant. Really so they wrote down my name. If they get a, one of those bottles in next week, I'll probably go and go buy it. I have That's no idea nice. on price. So the question I have for you, because uh, I don't know whether you... I know you missed the interview live mm-hmm. where we talked about how they have their different ideas for their mm-hmm. whiskey, mm-hmm. which was really nice. But you were busy tasting something else. You weren't even there when I was doing the interview. What were oh, you tasting? Oh no, no, I was, I was tasting lots. You was of regretting things. something, weren't you? Oh yes, <laughs> that, you, that <laughs> is, was very true. So there was also a tasting of Glendronach. Glendronach. And yeah, let's just say that's not really my taste. No, okay. So, so that, that was, was a Scotch Scotch whiskey rather than an Isley yeah. Scotch whiskey. Yeah, yeah. And no, that was that was not it. Now, no, I knew you were somewhere. I still need yeah. to find in there. Yeah. You're standing there, but mm-hmm. anyway, cool. All right, well, let's uh, let's take a look at this Macheer Bay. Yeah. Um, uh, and we go with the no caramel. All right, that's that was something you read about the other day, very quickly. Uh, yeah. Oh well, I just yeah, I I read that a lot of uh, whiskey companies uh, use caramel uh, coloring just for uh, consistency. Yes. Because so apparently the, we are such official. choosy shoppers. When we buy a bottle of whiskey one day, we, we know the finite version of amber. And then when we go back to the store three weeks later, it's different. Oh, can't be the one I drank last time. Yeah. Or the one, if, if five bottles are standing net, next to each other, you can't have that one bottle is looking more pale than the other one. That's very unlikely though, isn't it? Chances are that all the bottles in the box are from the same... Probably, probably, but, but, still, but still, but still, but still. But a lot of the color is important. They talk about that very much in the tasting notes about the color of the whiskey. I know. It's now disappointing when you think that actually it's not really created by the density of the sherry in the barrel or the burning of the barrel or the bourbon. Yeah. But this one, the Kilhoman, is naturally flavored, naturally, naturally colored. colored, naturally colored. So yes. what you get is a very strong super peaty whiskey which actually looks almost like water okay i completely disagree with moraine <laughs> it does actually As look always. like water it's very good but this super peaty is not right this is not lafrague lafrague for example is super peaty now but this is so similar to a lafrague in peatiness Mm, it's subtle. The peatiness is subtle. This is more closer to my Irish peated whiskies, where they have it in the background. When you have a Lafrague, this thing grabs you by the nuts and squeezes before you swallow. You know, just the nose of the smokiness. I don't don't get me wrong. It no, is no, here, no. and it's stronger yeah. than my the Irish stuff that I taste. But it, the the way that they manage the smoke is really really artistic in this whiskey. I mean, oh really yeah, is. no, no, absolutely. It's more well, it's more well rounded, rounded. than yes, a than a Lafrog. Yeah, now that is absolutely true, but it is still a a, a peaty, typical Isla whiskey that just Isla, yes. boom puts it out there. Yeah, which you yeah. don't get on the at the Snake. No, which I is agree with that. lots, lots more uh, okay, warm, fruity. This. Yeah, sure, go ahead. So, yeah, very clear bottle, very clear liquid, 
very peaty on the nose. I get a lot of that uh, hospital stuff in there. So the way how a hospital smells. But I also have that with a Laphroaig. Well, I have to say, I somehow filter that one out. I'm so glad that I don't Mm -hmm. get that. Although there was one of those that we tasted at the weekend. that. uh, So... I just really like the finish on this whiskey. It, it is smooth. It uh, it it is smooth. It it has got a, a spiciness to it. It's um, on the nose. It's very earthy, and I love that about yeah. it. Yeah. Tell you what, it reminds me of you know when you suddenly get a really heavy rainfall, and you get that sort of uh, 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 that smell of of the rain and the earthiness. You get that out of here, and yeah. it's and it's like a campfire. I mean, they talk about campfire in one or two of the notes that I saw earlier. So it's not just smoke, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's that earthy ashiness from a you know, a bit like when you just put a bowl of water on the top of a barbecue to try and cool it down, and you kind of get that yeah, yeah, that smokiness. And then when you taste it, there's a hint of burnt orange, but it doesn't come until the end of the. Of the finish. It's not there immediately. After that spiciness starts to disappear. Yeah. You get that smokiness. I get it. And yeah. there's just, just and a hint of orange Funny thing end. is, I can I can point to the piece <laughs> of my mouth where when, when when the flavor goes, it goes, it starts in the in the front of my mouth, goes to the back of my mouth, and I can actually point you to this is where I get that burn, <laughs> that, that, that orange. That, it's mm. it's coming right about here. So it like is right on in, the back in the, of the tongue. Yes, there, there is the that one point is like going, going, boom! It's there. Yes, very good. You're right. You are right. I'm, and I'm going to be very suspicious of it now. It's going to be my new complaint about whiskey. Will be this caramel stuff, because there's not a strong amount of honey on this. There's not. It's not overly sweet. There's a hint of caramel yeah. there, but I think that's the kind of caramel. No, but yeah, but because the, the caramel the is just for flavoring, color, uh, coloring, no, coloring, and it, it has that. no effect on the flavor. Apparently, so they say. Now I'm going to completely disbelieve that <laughs> as we start to taste more whiskies <laughs> moving forward. So yes, part of our research now means we're going to be asking that question: Has this got caramel Absolutely. in it? Absolutely, yes. Caramel. And coloring. the next thing I'm going to look up is chill filters. I want to know the difference between... Me too. What does it matter? What is it? What does it matter? So next podcast, I'll tell you the difference. You're going to tell us what chilled filtered is? Yes. Okay, you can do that. All right, I'll look forward to it. I like this. I like this. Oh yeah, me too. It wasn't... It was... When I tasted it on Saturday, it was the first one I tasted. No, second one I tasted. I didn't like that first one. This one I quite liked because of the... Kind of 50-50 bourbon cask and, and sherry stuff. So that was really, mm-hmm. really nice. Well, this is more bourbon than sherry, of course. But Then we yeah. did the rum cask one. Yes. So that had been put into a rum cask for 14 yeah. months or mm-hmm. something. And that was... 18 months, I think. But it, it was... Oh, really? Let's just yeah. go with 16 and call it quits. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> a number of months. Yeah. Um, uh, and then we did the Belgian one, which was reasonably mm. enjoyable. But then we got not, that 10-year-old. Yeah. But then we came to that vintage 2010, and yeah. that was superb. It was yeah. like this, Marker Bay, but then with just so much more complexity. Mm. So much more tingly flavors in your mouth, hitting you left and right. Um, yeah, so I'm definitely getting a bottle of that. 
if the price is right. It goes on and on, that finish. I've just took the last shot out yes. of it. But, and that's also the, a big difference between this one and the Lafroig. This one has a round finish and it just mellows out and it smooths out and the Lafroig just keeps on it's like a train going through a tunnel like it just yeah. keeps on pushing I mean Lafroig is a bit like standing for next to a barbecue cooking steaks for three hours you're going to yeah. smell of smoke for the next uh, True. you know four hours yeah. I, I'm going to finish off on this whiskey just by uh, I use a, a website called Flavia for uh, a lot of my notes and also actually for buying some of my whiskey from and they have a great closing statement here about this whiskey it says um uh, it was one of the most exciting Scotch releases out there in recent years with a different style. And the last sentence says, still petered, mind you, but just different. It's more subdued, expressed differently. And that actually works quite oh, well. Okay. In terms of this whiskey, it is smoky. We have the campfire with that earthiness. But the whole petered process is expressed differently. It's not a Lafraig. That is a hit you in the face, yeah. give you a smack. It's a steam train. Yeah. yeah, but this is, you know, apparently we, we talked to James about it, but mm. it's all about the way they pull it off on the still, early yeah, up yeah. on the uh, on the foam and stuff. Mm. But that was really good. And this You know what? If, if a Lafroig is a steam train just pushing through, this is more like a, like a high-speed train, more elegant, like a Japanese bullet train. This is the bullet train, train is yes. it? Yes, just more elegant, more well-rounded, Smoother ride, but still going fast as hell. <laughs> Excellent. And on that note, that's the end of the, the Killerman Whiskey. Well, we've done uh, 50-odd minutes, 55 minutes. So oh, did we? We're, we're probably done, and we've got four minutes to add, so we're up so to I guess hour. I guess uh, our man Dylan Hayes will be happy, because he gets to have a very long run. He gets an hour's run. Yeah, yeah that's true. It's good. Yeah, yeah I... I kind of ignored this idea of doing this Iron Man contest and doing a three hour podcast. Yeah, that's yeah. not no. here we are, two and a half hours in and just for Dylan, let's just recap again. No, no, over no. Our we governance. we just we just need to drink a whiskey every half an hour. Yeah. We would not stand it. <laughs> Listen, you know when we do those tastings <laughs> and then we do try and do a podcast afterwards? Yeah. Yep. Oh brilliant. I love those moments. <laughs> We're brilliant. Definitely when when we listen to them again it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah we also i was uh, thinking the other day because this weekend was the last race of the season the formula one oh yes finished, yeah, yeah yeah which was a great race if anybody else saw it and of course i'm now thinking about barcelona and whether we go to the testing again in, oh uh, in February. that was brilliant yes yeah, that really was a good weekend yes. and there was uh, but anyway let's not start that's memories no. let's recap we started talking about governance on this. True. We had so many uh, ideas to talk about, and we actually talked about governance, what is coming the next 6 to 12 months. And the fact um, that we really need to do our governance hand-in-hand hand with the business. Yes. We did is... say we weren't going to teach anybody, anybody anything new this trip, but actually we are. Yeah, we're, use, we're a, pon use really a Ponzi scheme in your organization. <laughs> Ponzi scheme yes. for migrating into Get rich to quick. OneDrive. Yeah. Get rich quick and uh, talk to the business about the governance, which is becoming True. more and more important. That is the, uh, the kind of serious notice. Mm -hmm. So on that note, I guess we should say that it's, uh, hey, Steve Dolby here. 
Sci Steve. Uh, check out the new website. It's really cool, actually. SciSteve.rocks. Because I'm really. I just love with the that. name. Just SciSteve.rocks. It's yeah, awesome. That is the domain name, by the yeah. way. www.sciSteve.rocks. Okay, that's, so that's enough. Cool. That's enough marketing for you. So no. do I need to? What was the <laughs> website again? No, no, no. Go. And uh, so it's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from him as well. Excellent. Yes. Um, so bye. Bye.